2019, our interview style has changed. To protect the safety of myself and my guests, interviews will be hosted over the phone. I hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. Let's get into the episode. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the SoulCast podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Brittany with love, and I'm here to guide you, make you laugh, and heal you all at once. You ready? Let's do it. Thank you guys so much for joining another crazy episode of SoulCast. I am really, 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 really excited for the guest that we have today. Um, She is amazing, and I am excited for you guys to finally talk to the person that is behind the t-shirt that I wore on my birthday, Um, and I really wanted to focus on that for this episode, so I am going to let her introduce herself. Here she is. Well, hello, beautiful people. How are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing amazing. My name is Sahoya Jackson, and I am the pioneer behind the Hey Girl Hill movement. And what the Hey Girl Hill movement is, is we are humanizing healing in women worldwide and promoting success um, one person at a time. And I'm also a single mom mentor, and what I do is I help single moms break free, box up, and build wealth without burnout. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your journey with Hey Girl Heal. How did that come about? Definitely. I would have to say uh, the journey and um, the road behind Hey Girl Heal is basically, it was me um, on a quest to find passion to heal my own wounds. Um, And I think with that, it was, I had wore a mask for so long and, you know, just, I I was that I am, I'm fine person, you know, who kind of brushes everything under the rug. So mm-hmm. I really had a lot of things that I had to deal with uh, within myself. Right. Uh, and when that came along, I like, you know, different situations coming to your life to expose to you that need, you know, you need working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a few situations pop up and I'm like, okay, I have to be realistic with myself and say, you know, it's not that person. Because a lot of times we try to blame other people. Right. Um, but it was more so of I stood in the mirror and said, okay, this is me. This is me. You know, I am the reason why this is happening. Um, so I need to work on myself. And that that's what happened. I went to therapy. Um, I started to uncover the roots of different things that were going on in my life. And just I'm very, very intentional about me and my personal development and my growth and spirituality as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people noticed, like, my glow and noticed, you know, like I did a complete like 180, you know, in my life, and a lot of people began to ask me about like, hey, what did you do? How, you know, oh, you you different now. Oh, what's going on? And that was when I told them I was just fully committed to my healing. Like I threw in the towel. I was like, I can no longer live, live my life like this, where I was crying myself to sleep at night and waking mm-hmm. up, you know, with a smile and faking it, um, you know. So basically, just my own healing journey is kind of what sparked it. And I had a lot of women contact me as well saying, how did you do it? You know, I don't know how to heal. I don't know where to start. I have so much things that has happened to me. You know, what I do? And that's where the Hey Girl Heal brand started. After I was, you know, on my journey for about two years. I think I had my own personal journey for about two years. Um, learned a lot about trauma. And um, learned a lot about trauma, uh, you know, different negative experiences, abandonment, mm-hmm. neglect. Um, internal family systems and different things like that and then that's where it started wow 
So that's funny. Um, it's not funny about your journey, but it's funny how similar um, our healing journeys begin. Um, I often share how my journey started. And um, when I became a stay-at-home mom with my daughter almost two years ago, um, I was like, God, I'm, I know that my husband said, hey, you're not going back to work if we have another kid. He's been telling me that since before we had children. But after my daughter you know, we had a talk and he's like, hey, you're not going back to work. We had an agreement before marriage, after marriage, and this is what's going on. So we're just going to have to, you know, live on one income. And I was like, okay, cool. God, while I'm here, I need you to do your part and cover us. But at the same time, I need you to show me myself and really flip my world upside down. And I should have literally put a disclaimer when I said that (laughs) because my journey started the day I I became a stay-at-home mom, and it was literally hell. From the moment I said amen, it was literally God uncovered so much of my life, things that I thought that I never would have to dig deep in, like my childhood. I didn't think that I had a bad childhood, mm-hmm. and I still don't, but there are a lot of things that I was blinded to because I gave people a pass. I put people on a pedestal that shouldn't have been on a pedestal. And it just made me have to normalize the things that were going on in my life and address them. And I was like, this is not how I thought a healing journey was going to look. I didn't think it was going to look pretty, but this is like, ooh, (laughs) that stung. Uh, Woo, that one, you know, took me out for a week of depression. Like, I didn't expect to do that. And just to hear that your process was two years, I'm like, okay, good. I'm almost done. about a year and a half in and I'm like okay I'm gonna make it I got six months left (laughs) but yeah that 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 is real and I think every woman I mean everyone in general but every black woman should absolutely experience a healing journey because the things that you think you have to heal from yes you do but there are some deep-rooted things that I don't think people really understand like you know that you really have to uncover and you have to be committed to it. And when you said that you committed to it, I think a lot of us like the idea of a healing journey, but don't like the idea of fully committing. And that's the the next big step. Um, Definitely. And I kind of interject and kind of put a, a small snippet in there. Um, mm-hmm. I know that healing is definitely an uneasy process. It's a hard process. And that's why, I started Hey Girl Heal because it's a safe space for women to heal, get, learn, and grow. So mm-hmm. I think it makes you feel better being surrounded by women who are actually committed and actually on a journey to becoming better people and healing from the things that have had them bound for so long, um, as opposed to you doing it on your own and really not going, really not understanding what's going on. Because I said it's key in your healing journey to have an accountability partner. Right. Because sometimes, you know, we have an addiction to sex because, you know, we have this void that we're feeling. Right. So if I'm the only one who knows that I'm not having sex anymore or I'm trying to heal from feeling void with people, that's not really going to do me too good if I'm the only one who knows. Because it's going to be easy for me to go back down that path. Right. Because I only have to really answer to myself. You know, we all have to answer to God. But I'm saying I'm the only one who knows what I'm doing. So I feel it's, it's very key and fundamental to get an accountability partner that holds you accountable in your healing journey. Not those people who are like, you know, parental, <laughs> you know, but then, mm-hmm. you know, giving you that hope and giving you that, that support that you need along your journey. Right. So what are some steps that you can offer 
um, to our listeners about how to go about a a productive healing journey, I should say. Oh, definitely. I would say number one is to give yourself grace. That's one that I speak on all the time. Give mm-hmm. yourself grace because it's impossible for you to detox from an entire decade in one day. Right. A lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to, oh, well, I got to be healed. Oh, I have to get over this person. I have to be this. I have to be that so my life can be better. Yes, I totally understand that, but it's going to take time. It's right. going to take time. You were with this person for five years. You can't just wake up one day and be like, okay, well, I'm over him. No, it's a process that right. you have to be committed to going through um, and just learning, like, okay, how. One thing that we don't do as people, we really don't focus on the why of things. And I mm. speak on the millennial generation. We basically hop out of one relationship and go to another relationship so we can stun on our ex, as we say. So right. we don't take the time to pause and heal and see, okay, well, why did that relationship? You know, what part did I play in that relationship? Right. You know, and we don't take the time to figure out why things happen. So we keep going throughout life, completing those same cycles over and over and over. And then we get to like 40 and wonder why, like, we've had so many failed relationships. or wonder why, you know, we can't progress in our careers. I wonder why our children, you know, barely talk to us because we're always screaming at, you know, screaming down their throats. You know, we have to uncover why those things really happen. Number two, I'm going to say finding the root, which is kind of basically what I just touched on. Um, what I did that worked great for me is that I did a timeline. So I created okay. a timeline of my life. So 1990s to now, um, as y'all can tell, I'm about to be 30. Woo! So when I'll be in Jamaica this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I created a timeline from, the you know, when I was born to, you know, now. And I kind of went through that, and I put down every great experience that I had, every highlight that I had, but more so what I focused on mainly was the negative experiences that I had. So when when was I sexually abused? When did my father leave my life? When, you know, was I stricken with grief when my little brother died? Like, when did mm-hmm. I have suicidal thoughts? Like, I put a timeline, and then I, I made a commitment to actually every negative experience that I put on there, I gave myself time to find the root, to talk to talk through that thing, to, you know, figure out why this happened and kind of heal from that thing one one step at a time. I didn't just go like, hey, well, I'm thinking from all five of these things at one time. I took it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. So if it's grief that you struggle with, focus on healing your grief first. If that's the, the thing that, you know, strikes you the most or right. affects you the most, focus on the grief part first. And then after you, you know, are you feeling more confident about the grief part? Then go on to, well, you know, an addiction that you have. You know, sometimes we have, I say drugs, sex, and alcohol are like our most common addiction mm-hmm. because we're trying to numb the pain and we haven't had, took the time to actually heal from the things that are bothering us. So just kind of whatever's bothering you the most, focus on healing that first. Right. And like I said, I think 30 is to find an accountability partner. Find someone that you can trust. Not somebody who's going to be putting your business all on Facebook. Not somebody who's going to be running to your mama and your daddy telling them, oh, well, I didn't even know she was like this. Right. You know, different things like that. Find somebody that you can trust who won't judge you. And then number five is just to, to get closer to God. Like pray. Ask him for strength. Ask him to, like you, you know, like you said earlier, Brittany, like reveal, you know, things within me that I need to work on. And he will definitely expose those things to you. Yeah, and I think that that part is really beneficial. And I'm not, you know, trying to convince anybody to, you know, be a Christian. If that's what you want to do and that's the path that you find yourself on, great. However, when you are connected in that spiritual realm of God, you know, especially going through a healing journey, 
the one thing that I always try to let people know is pray for protection because sometimes you will go through the healing journey and have to relive those things in order to heal them. And some people get stuck in that place and then they feel like they didn't continue their healing journey because they got stuck, but you really didn't because you you weren't protected. You jumped into something, you know, by yourself because you didn't do the steps of getting an accountability partner um, and focusing on the why and, you know, taking it piece by piece. And now you're just out here dealing with that thing that happened 10 plus years ago. And now you're frustrated. But if you're protected, you know, if you pray for protection and ask for protection, then you probably wouldn't have to go through that alone. And you probably would find comfort and really be able to dissect it, you know, without reliving it and only harboring the negative things instead of pulling out the lessons or, you know, finding the the root to the situation. So I definitely think that's a huge piece. I want to add one more, Brittany. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I oh, no, you're fine. Um, I would say number six would be forgiveness, mm. which is key. Um, these are in no specific order, but number six, I would say, is, is forgiveness. Like, first is forgiving yourself, um, but number two is more so of forgiving those who have done you wrong. Um, right. Sometimes those are parents, and we have to realize that with our parents, you know, we're so mad at them. They didn't give me the life that I deserved, or, oh, they allowed this to happen to me. But we have to realize that our parents were figuring things out as well as right. they were raising us. So right. don't be so, you know, mad with your parents. You know, the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. But, there's, you know, sometimes things happen. Um, but work on forgiving them so that you can have that great relationship with them. And more so, uh, forgiveness sets you free. So for whoever wronged you, for whoever, you know, did you wrong um, or took advantage of you, you have to learn how to forgive them because you are allowing, by not forgiving them, you are allowing them to control your emotions and control your life. Um, And I'm pretty sure they've moved on with their life as well. Right. So what are some boundaries that you have set um, along your healing journey once you've done your work? Like, what are some boundaries, you know, that you set to protect yourself, I should say, from, you know, repeating some things that you had to heal from in your past? Definitely. So once for day, I always pray for discernment. That, uh, that God can hide in my sense of discernment when it comes mm-hmm. to people. Because a lot of times people come into your life with masks on or come to distract you. Um, and I just ask that God would reveal those things and people to me. But another thing is, I really have the power to say no now. Before I would say mm-hmm. yes to everything, um, and that can't, that comes with sex, that comes with relationships, that comes with things that I don't need, I never even needed, <laughs> but I didn't have the power to say no. I was just like, you know, going with the flow, mm-hmm. but just the power to say no, and more so of being intentional, being intentional, and and just realizing that, you know, all of these things that I went through was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I go back down this road, it's on me. <laughs> right. So, like, because, you know, yes, you know, I've been through these things. Yes, I'm aware of how it, how it has affected my life. But if I go back, it, it's my fault this time. Right. But one thing that keeps gets me is that <clears throat> as a mother, my children are depending on me. So I can't be broken. I can't, you know, be all up in my emotions and I'm up in my feelings about different things, right. um, you know, when they're depending on me and they, they can sense my emotions. So just knowing that they depend on me and just being strong for them to give them a happy home. Um, I can't be, you know, stressed out or I can't be broken or, you know, bogged down with, you know, mental space or things that have happened in the past. So just being the model that they need me to be is motivation for me as well. 
Okay. So now that you're, are, do you, would you say that you're on the other side of your healing journey? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So during that time, um, what did you learn about yourself? Like if you had to reflect some things, what are some things that you learned about yourself, you know, during that healing journey? If you had any like spiritual awakening about who you are, you know, how did that that part of it go for you? Oh, yes, definitely. I would say that one thing that I learned about myself is that I was a people pleaser. Mm. Um, I felt that for about 25 years, because I think I, I, yeah, I started the journey when I was like 25. For like 25 years, I had lived my entire life based on the opinions of other people. I was seeking validation from people who weren't even valid. I was just basically living for other people um, mm. in a sense. And another thing that I learned, because I did grow up with my father, I grew up in a single parent household, is that my, I kind of, when I, okay, I'll kind of walk it for you. So mm-hmm. what it looked like in my business and in my life was procrastination. But once I filmed it back, it was more so a fear of failure. And Ooh. the reason why I was scared to fail is because I was a perfectionist. Mm. And the reason why I was a perfectionist is because I lived my entire life to make my dad proud. And what that looked like is he only showed up when I was getting awards or getting honored, right? So I knew that, okay, in order to see my dad, I need to be successful. In order to see my dad, I need to achieve this so that I could could see him, you know, to show up. So that kind of walking that backwards kind of let me know like okay cool like yes you're you have grown to be a perfectionist now you have a fear of failure and you know which leads to procrastination so you are procrastinating because you're scared to put this out there um, right. because of you know how you've lived your entire life and that was one thing that i learned about myself as well and another thing that i learned about myself is that i'm an empath and mm. everything really affects me emotionally like, the day that, you know, I'm pretty sure that happened for everybody, but the day that Kobe found out, he's my favorite basketball player, he will forever be. But I literally, like, sat in my car for, like, four hours straight, and I could not move. Wow. And it was just, things affect me differently, and I, since I realized that, I've been on a different quest to understand myself and my emotions and me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that is that as a healer as a light, you attract darkness. I like right. that as well. Um, and so I was wondering, like, why do I keep getting these, 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 you know, bad people who come into my life? You know, like, why do I always attract bad people? Right. And I was like, you are the light. And therefore, you have to set boundaries. You can't allow everyone to access you. You have to protect your energy as a person and as a light, you have to protect your energy. And a lot of times we're just allowing people to come around us and they're draining us and moving on with their lives. And then we're, we're like left drained. We have right. to be able to protect our energy. Um, and one thing that I've noticed that I attract the most was narcissists. And, hmm. <laughs> and what I learned is that narcissists are an educated empath's worst nightmare. Hmm. And I realized that, Okay, that's why I'm attracting all these people. But just doing research and understanding, okay, how do I deal with how do I deal with people who come to drink? And that was more so me setting boundaries and putting my foot down. That's deep. It's deep because of how similar our realizations are, number one, and our journey that and I also grew up in a single parent household. So you can imagine how my healing journey was as well. Um, but that's crazy 
the literally I'm sitting here taking notes on what what you're saying and I'm like I never even got that deep into my journey to understand the kind of people that you attract because of your past because of the healing that you didn't do you attract people and things and characteristics like procrastination and other people that are procrastinators because of the work that you haven't done or even during your healing journey and trying to uncover that part like you associating that with going all the way back to your dad that is insane that is that is insane in a good way that you were able to get to the root of that <laughs> that's crazy definitely it was eye-opening and another thing is like we, we kind of just spoke about for the ladies who are you know trying to get into relationships or you know desiring marriage we have to realize that we attract people based on who we are on the inside mm. not who we appear to be on the outside and a lot of times, you know, we're, we have these accolades and, oh, well, I have this many followers. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I have all of this going, you know, going for myself. Yes, it's amazing. But you will attract people based on who you are on the inside. So, hey, girl, he'll, a, a lady contacted me. She's like, hey, I don't like the way, I don't like why it says girl. I'm a woman. Ooh. And I said, what hey, girl, he'll mean is that <laughs> we're speaking to the little girl within you. Like, mm. we all have a little girl within us. You know, my my uh, little girl is seven years old when I was first violated. Like, my little girl is seven years old. Everybody's little girl is at different stages and ages in their lives, mm. right? So we're speaking to that, that girl, telling her to heal, because once we heal that girl within us, then we can emerge and be the woman that God has, has created us to be. So wow. we have to, like, know, like, what has happened to us in order to be able to heal that because like like I say like you can't heal what you don't reveal and we we, we continue to have failed relationship after failed relationship and we don't know like why it's happening but we we are attracting who we are on the inside not who we are on the outside so we have to keep that in mind as well that's deep that is that's deep wow wow I really did not anticipate this interview going this way, but I'm glad that it did. That's a lot because now I'm getting some tips on how to make my healing journey a little bit deeper. I didn't think it could get any much deeper, but that's that's deep. Wow. Wow. Okay, y'all, I'm going to move on because I'm stuck on this. Okay, <laughs> so what projects are you working on right now? a new program that I'll be starting at the beginning of June. It's called You Grow Girl. Um, so basically, as you can tell, I was focused on growth. And it's for moms. And what I do in the program is help moms find more time to make more money and have a happy home. Um, oh, because awesome. I know like a lot of times the four areas that we struggle with are time, money, mindset, and accountability. So we'll target and focus on all four of those areas in addition to motherhood, um, spirituality, goals, and just the things that you need to grow and foster as a mom. Because as mothers, we sometimes we are 24-7 moms. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that we have a life outside of our children. We have goals outside of our children. And I don't feel that we have, we should have to wait until our children go after college to, to fulfill our dreams and to accomplish our goals. So that's what it's more so about, helping you accomplish your goals as a mom, as a person, as an individual, so that you can back up and be the mom that you need to be. Yeah, that's awesome. So is this, are you gearing it towards more single moms or just moms in general? It's moms in general. Okay. Um, I know my target market is single moms, but a lot of other mothers have reached out. So it's more so about, uh, for ambitious mothers 
mothers who are determined to accomplish things in life um, will help them uh, along that journey as well. Okay. So to, to just shed light on the life of a single mom, um, how do you balance or how did you balance, you know, being a mom, running a business and doing your healing journey at the same time? It took prayer. It took stress. Mm. Uh, but more so, it was prioritizing. Uh, a lot wow. of times we put things on the to-do list that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the day, we're like, oh, my God, I still have seven items left. But right. what I, one thing that I learned is to put two important tasks and three, like, essential, like, you know, lower-tier tasks on the list, and that's it. Because if I look at a list and I have a million things on it, like, mm-hmm. it's going to overwhelm me. And I met, like, I found a balance for us where, you know, hey, one night I may just be working solely on work. You know, one night y'all might have to eat pizza. One night the dishes might stay in the sink, you know, Mm -hmm. until I wake up in the morning. But you have to know, like, what works for you. A lot of times we're looking at blogs and looking at influencers and we're trying to follow the schedule and the patterns that they have. That's not going to work for you. You have to find something that works for you. And with that is meeting, because my daughter's six and my son is, 10 months, he just turned 10 months, but oh. having a conversation with your kids, you know, not my son, you understand what I'm saying, but like right. my daughter, I let her know, like I let her in on my business, like when it comes to packaging orders, you know, I, ha- I have her come in here so she can see exactly what I'm doing, mm-hmm. for those who have spouses, like let them in on your business, don't just be like, oh, well I have these goals, dreams, hey, I should just stuck in the room, like let them be a part of what you're doing, because at the end of the day, that's you know, for the betterment of your family. So including your family in on that, but as a single mom, it was more so me helping my, you know, allowing my daughter to come in and help me. Um, for the days that I do work, I make up for it the next day. We go out, we have a good time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just not solely focusing on business, although I know that is something that's going to leave a legacy for them, but including them as well. And one thing that you can do for them is heal. Mm. And I'm saying it one more time. One thing that you can do for them is heal because, Sometimes we're going off, I, I've been around a lot of people who are just screaming down their children's neck and they're on eggs, the kids are walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And it's only because that first, that mom is going through a lot, you know, emotionally and has a heavy weight, heavy load on her that she doesn't know how to get rid of, but she doesn't know how to work through. Right. So as a single mom, I, one thing that was key for me, solely for me, wrong word, is time blocking. So mm-hmm. using my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, I'm not doing it. It's not my on my calendar. I don't know what this is because yeah. we have to find a balance and have to put boundaries in place. Because I know a lot of people who they have businesses and they're just about the money, money, money. So they're up at 12, 12 midnight talking to people on the phone, coaching calls. No, right? You have, no, you have to have boundaries and, and to realize that you, you know, take some time for yourself. Right. Although you are a mom, although you're an entrepreneur, although you wear these all of these hats, you come first because you can't pour from an empty cup. So right. taking some time for yourself as well and ba- finding a balance that works for you, I feel that it's fundamental. That's good. And I think that, you know, even being a mom and, and a wife, that is mm-hmm. the hardest thing trying to, you know, cope with is getting yourself together while being a mom and while being a wife and being a business owner. It's like you have to find time and prioritize to-do lists because, Girl, I am literally like running around with it with my head cut off trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to show up and be a mom? How am I going to show up and be a wife and get my work done at the same time without 
going insane and without allowing my kids to ruin my day with their behavior or whatever they have going on that day. Mm -hmm. And I definitely am going to try prioritizing my to-do list because at this point I have eight to-do lists and only one thing is checked off on each list. And I still have like 30 things to do on one list, 10 things to do on another list, five things to do on another list. And it just seems like it's just going on and on and on (laughs) because being a mom takes over. That was me. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And another tip for single moms as well is to, once I was healing, give yourself grace. Yeah. But, and what I mean is that you only have two arms, you only have two legs, you are one person. So we as single moms, and that's why I kind of niche down to focus on single moms, because we see all of these other influencers and celebrities and all of these other people doing things, and we are like, oh, okay, well, I want a life like that. Mm-hmm. Your life will not look like that. And you have to be okay with that. Like, right. You, some, some days, you're just going to be tired because you have so much to do in one day. Like, if you're working full-time, you're coming home, it's just you. You know, and then at the mm-hmm. end of the night, if you don't have time to work on your business, that's fine. There's tomorrow. Right. Like, you know, because I don't want you to burn yourself out because your life is different from these other people. Like, they have help. It's right. just you. You have to understand that and just realize that, okay, you know, it, my life may not, may not be like that right now, but I'm going to heal, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to get to where I need to be so that one day, you know, I will have that husband. I will have that two-fairy household. Right. But just basically knowing that, but also just being realistic about everything and not putting so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely the key. I am married to a Pisces, and he constantly <laughs> is in dream world. And I'm like, babe, bring it back. I, I'm a tourist. I'm really a, a realist. <laughs> we can't we can't be in, in dream world right now. We have two kids. You have a business. We have a shared business. And I have two other businesses on the side. We cannot be in dream world right now. We have to be realistic with the goals that we set or even, you know, the, the tasks that we have to do for the day and all of that. And like I said, that balancing act of your time, being a parent, being a spouse and being a business owner is really, really tricky. Oh, it's so tricky. Definitely. And one more thing with with COVID nineteen, like the whole mm-hmm. world has shifted. The kids oh, yeah. are not at home. We're teaching the kids. We're running businesses. We're working from home. And just know that, like as moms, it is okay to feel overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. there's no possible way to handle all three of these roles at the same time. Like right. that's not possible. Right. So you have to find something that works for you. Like with me, my dad is now enrolled in weekend classes at Sohoya University. And I'm okay. I am totally fine with that. Okay. She is still getting her work done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we do it on the weekends when I'm free. Right. And, you know, you have to do what works for you. And I think that's the, the key as a mom, doing what works for you and your household, not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Right. And that, that is important. Um, But I think that's all that I have for you today. And I'm really, really excited to literally get all of this content that I wrote down and put it to work with my journey because that though there were some key things that I was missing. And I'm sure that a lot of the listeners were missing it as well that we didn't assess when we started this journey. (laughs) And now that we have that missing piece. It's it's going to be an interesting journey. So if you see me looking a hot mess on, you know, Instagram or social media and my pictures don't look as nice, just know that journey is kicking my butt. <laughs> but I sincerely thank you. <laughs> but I sincerely appreciate you. 
Um, I appreciate you using your platform to normalize healing. Um, and I am excited for your new program that you are doing because that is important to me being a mom, um, a woman and a mother to a daughter. Um, it's really important for me to, you know, allow my daughter to see me as vulnerable as possible, even my son, um, but more so my daughter, um, to normalize feeling those feelings of healing and growth and everything. So I sincerely appreciate you for using your platform, um, to help people heal and grow. I think that is really, really amazing. And I appreciate your time as well. Oh, yes, definitely. If anybody would like more information, I'm at ProClayerJackson.com. And the, the movement is HeyGirlHeal.com. Yes. And y'all, please get a shirt. It is a great reminder. I mean, yes, it's it's cute, but it was a great reminder to even see me wearing the shirt, to be wearing the words heal. It lets me know and reminds me that my journey is not over. Um, but it also helped me realize that I even said yes and committed to the journey. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to be that deep every time you wear the shirt, but it is a it's a great reminder, you know, putting that shirt on and taking a picture and seeing it. It's a really good reminder of, you know, your goal of healing and uncovering what you're doing. So please get that shirt. And you have notebooks too, right? Yes, I have a journal. The Hey Girl yes. Self-Development Journal. Um, there's a mood tracker in there, um, different questions, self-reflection, honesty, hour, a lot of things in there that are very, very fundamental uh, for you to navigate your healing journey. So that's on heygirlhill.com as well. Yes. And I'll post all these links on um, the site like I already have. And y'all just need to click it. Um, but I will post all of her information um, in the show notes as well as on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter um, if it allows me. And yeah, thank you so much for taking your time out to talk to me and my crazy listeners. Um, yeah, I'm excited and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, Lulu. No problem. And you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode. I hope that you were able to uh, get out some really pertinent information to your healing journey. Um, I took a lot of notes. And when I say a lot, like my notes is scrollable. Um, so I really hope that you guys um, take these notes and there will be an ebook available with the steps that we talked about on this episode to heal, um, as well as some tips for after your healing journey. So if you all um, would like that, I will post the link um, in my um, Instagram bio, on the website, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, wherever you guys follow us. And it will be available in the show notes on the episode. Um, and I hope that it really helps you guys. Uh, so yeah, heal, be graceful with yourself, give yourself grace and really commit. Th those are my, my closing remarks for you guys. And I hope that you're staying safe and washing your hands during this pandemic. Um, and make sure that you are Googling the resources that you need, whether you are a single parent, small business owner, um, mega business owner, whatever it is, there are free resources and grants available for minority women, um, minority people in general, uh, women in general, small businesses, black owned businesses, female owned businesses, 
Um, there are plenty of them. So just look at those grants, look at the deadlines and make sure that you're doing your part to get the resources that you need. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in, Soul Fam. I hope you were entertained, got a good laugh, and started your healing process. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share SoulCast with your mama name. And if you're feeling generous, go ahead and drop five stars and some feedback for me, love. Catch you next time. Peace.